the emotions, that was. And the best of my love. And before that, the Northern Soul Classic. Al Wilson and a song called The Snake. Yes, Dave went, that camera I set up in the corner. I was watching you dance into that. You do that Northern Soul dance so well, David. Ladies and gentlemen, stand by for the Motown Montage. Hey, make your back crack, put some cut in your strut and some pride in your stride. Stan Barry's on the case. DJ Stan Barry. Making you feel all tingly. Musical power. Sam, 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 Motown.
Hardly gets a pity 
that was your lovely Motown montage. Three of the very best the Motown ever did, I reckon. Stevie Wonder was the last one you heard in Living for the City. Oh, I like quieter times now. Um, then a guy called Rick James. Super Freak. You listen to that song, you wouldn't particularly think that was Motown, but it came out on the Motown record label. Tamla Motown, to have it right. And, of course, a classic then before that, Smokey Robinson and his miracles. The Tears of a Clown. My theme tune, okay. Not far to go now. We say goodbye in a minute. Mix that up a little bit and a little sweet and make the people them get nicer. up all my minutes here. Quick, I'm, I'm out of the place. Okay, that was Kenny Blessing, not the full version. I'm going to play it all next week. So, just coming up to my time now, i got to say bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in. Thanks for all the messages and all. They really do mean a lot to me. So, from East Stanberry, genuinely, thank you very much. See you next time. Bye-bye. This is Pure West Radio, live from our studios in Haverford West. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire, from sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm, only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. Enjoy learning something new. Want to learn Welsh? Shemai, shuditi. Do we in hoffi dusty kamarai? Learning online is easier than you think. You can learn Welsh in your garden. You can learn Welsh from your kitchen. You can learn Welsh from your lounge. You can learn Welsh from your spare room. You can learn Welsh sat next to your dog. Courses start in January. Friendly tutors are there to help you learn and to make sure you have fun doing it. And the best part is, you can now do it from home. There's plenty of help available. The tutors are great. I'm enjoying learning Welsh. It's the most satisfying thing I've ever done. With 50% discount for beginners, what are you waiting for? Just sign up. Visit learnwelsh.com for full details. Do you need a cash loan? Loans at home could help. 
We offer loans of between £100 and £600 and have over 60 years of experience of helping people in the Pembrokeshire area and beyond. Go online at loansathome.co.uk to get a decision in principle now. Compare the price of home collected and other cash loans available in your area at www.lenderscompare.org.uk. Representative 466.4% APR. Loan subject to affordability. At Folly Farm, you're guaranteed a fun family day out. Explore the zoo, experience the barn, have fun at the fairground, or just go and play. You get to pick your own adventure, and it's never been more affordable. With 15% off day tickets purchased in advance online, or the great value annual passes where you only have to visit more than twice to start saving. What better time to experience the excitement that a day at Folly Farm brings? Zoo, barn, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. Pull up skirt, skirt on your body, performing just like my Rory. You're too fine, need a ticket. I bet you taste expensive. Pulling up, up, up on a leader. You keeping up, you should keep it. Tequila and vodka. Girl, you might be a problem. Run away, run away, run away, run away. I know that I should. But my heart wanna stay, wanna stay, wanna stay, wanna stay now. You can see it in my eyes that I wanna take it down right now if I could. So I hope you know what I mean when I say, let me take you dancing.
Jason Derulo on Pure West Radio for Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. A busy show between now and nine. We're talking football on FA Cup fourth round day. We've got news on the Welsh Six Nations squad. We talked to former Wales international goalkeeper Joe Price. And Bill Kahn and I will be going through the archives hearing from... A Pembrokeshire rugby legend. Let's get going with your Saturday morning on Pure West Radio. Well, good morning and once again, welcome to Saturday Morning on Pure West Radio. This is Pure West Sport. I'm Ben Stone and kicking off the show uh, with me, as always, my old mate Bill Khan is here. Hi, Bill. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Ben. I'm okay, thanks. I've been looking forward to this. It's a nice little interview. No interlude. No sport on at the moment, other than, you know, like the cricket, but it's just lovely to have a chat with you. It's like old times, my old friend. Oh, it definitely is. And and we'll, we're going to talk to Fraser very soon. We're going to talk football. And you reported on PembrokeshireSport.co.uk as well. Very much no football in Pembrokeshire at the moment. The, the season definitely cancelled. Uh, we're hoping that we'll get football again in August. But it, it was sad. I think we all knew that was coming. So it was inevitable. But it still felt a bit sad to have it confirmed this week. Yeah, it, nobody, you know, anyone would have fainted if they were told they could start playing in February or March. It, it was no surprise, but it's still, uh, you, it's confirmed that there's no no rugby now, no football, mm. and it's hard to accept. I really, uh, you know, feel for the players. I mean, I'm at an age where I can only enjoy watching it, but you look at players. This is their time, isn't it? You know, and. Uh, they want to be doing well. So it's uh, it's a hard time, Ben. It really yeah, is. No doubt about it. We had a really good show on Monday interviewing yeah. uh, retired DCI Steve Wilkins. That The video on the Facebook page, that the Pure West Facebook page has just gone crazy. I think over 6,500 views now. Uh, Steve was outstanding, though. If you haven't watched that interview, do have a look at the Facebook page. We obviously spoke about him leading Operation Ottawa, but I thought his stories about being involved with sport in the county and also just his general observations about life in Pembrokeshire made it a fascinating interview. He did, and I was very pleased because he came on as a favourite to me. I, you know, he's just probably been interviewed out at the moment, but he, he said he'd come on, and I said, can we ask anything? Yeah, within reason. He was really interesting, and I think he gave it, you know, a nice thing for people who perhaps are thinking about a job and thinking, you know, oh, I won't get that. You know, he got his job after having an, a, a sort of semi-official warning from a police chief inspector. Yeah. So he's he's a very personable guy, very approachable guy. He's got a huge sense of humour, I can tell you that. I could tell you some stories. I wasn't very impressed by saying that he only ever saw me coming out <laughs> when he was going in, because he didn't play a lot of cricket with me because he was in the seconds. And I, without being big-headed, I was one of the top you, two bats in the first team. You were the vice-captain as well, weren't you, he said? He was. You, you were his vice-captain as well, weren't you? So yeah. You should, got, should have shown yeah. a bit more respect, really. No, no, that was a bit of fun. He'd already asked me before we came on. I spoke to him in the day. And he said, I've told you 
You're going to ask me what you like. Can I can I tell him a funny story or make take a mickey out of you? I said, yeah, of course you can. And and he's a decent, a thoroughly decent man. And it came out in the show. It came out in the, the docudrama. Lovely. Mm, uh, no doubt about it. So that video is on the Facebook page. If you haven't watched it with Steve Wilkins, it's really worth the watch. Oh, just hell like, yeah. Half an hour of excellent conversation with Steve and, and thoroughly enjoyed that. All right, Bill. I think it'd be safe to say, Ben, we were very lucky in our time when mm. we had our own show before, which won us a you know a major award. With you know, we met some amazing characters, but Steve was up there with the best. Oh yeah, oh, no doubt about it. Really worth a watch for a Saturday. Stay with us, Bill, because we are going to go through the Bill and Ben archives, sticking on a theme we kicked off last week because we're going to go back to 2011 <laughs> and some interesting words from Pembroke's British and Irish Lion on the eve of that Rugby yeah. World Cup semi-final. <laughs> Have a listen. Uh, the interview's coming up in a few moments. It is Saturday morning, and this is Pure West Sport. Ladies. Gentlemen, please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent. Calling all actors, singers, dancers and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com. Do you need a cash loan? Loans at Home could help. We offer loans of between £100 and £600 and have over 60 years of experience of helping people in the Pembrokeshire area and beyond. Go online at loansathome.co.uk to get a decision in principle now. Compare the price of home collected and other cash loans available in your area at www.lenderscompare.org.uk. Representative 466.4% APR. Loan subject to affordability. This is Pure West Radio. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now.
morning. It's Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. And it's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. That was Duran Duran. And we're talking to Bill Khan because uh, with the fact there's not loads of sport happening in the county at the moment, we're going through the Bill and Ben archives and replaying some of our favourite interviews from years gone by. And Bill, we're going to hear one in just a few moments' time from Peter Morgan, Pembrokeshire's British and Irish Lion, of course. And he spoke to us just before the Rugby World Cup semi-final in 2011 when Wales played France. Of course, we, we had an interview last week with Johnny Thomas, who also spoke to us on the eve of that game. Just before we hear the interview, Bill, uh, maybe you could just tell us a bit more about Peter and the, and the character that he is in Pembrokeshire. Peter was a, a, a very understated character. I mean, he found out when Dime Miller, an old friend of his, shouted to him in the street, well done on being an alliance. Pete didn't even know that's how mm. it was in those days. He'd never, you know, he'd not played for Wales at the time, and he tells some lovely stories. But you, you'd never think he was a British lion. I was only surprised how sensible the interview was because he's a boy and a half. It was some achievement, wasn't it, for as you say, for for Peter to actually get that call up. And I think we we've often spoken about this since. It, it's just something that wouldn't happen nowadays. No, it's a fairy story, an absolute fairy story. If you look at uh, you know, that whole scenario, he hadn't long been playing for Sinetli, but he, he had that talent, you know, it's quite interesting. He was outside half to uh, Steve Wilkins' scrum half. But Peter just was Peter. You you know, he was everyone in Sinetli thought the world of him. He's the same in Pembrokeshire. People got loads of time for Monks. And he is a larger-than-life character. But he didn't mean to be. He's not trying to be anything. And he, he, served, what, the, he served the county what, since, hasn't he? As a, uh, as a county councillor, he does great work promoting the area as well. It, it's, a, it's a real story that's continuing, isn't it? I could tell you some stories about that. He was the bane of the previous uh, chief director, the director of uh, Pembrokeshire County Council, you know, hiding behind doors and jumping out and shouting boo to him and things like that. But he's Peter is a lovely, lovely bro. I'm very proud to call him a friend. And shall I tell you, whenever I've said to him, will you help me with a fundraiser? The last one was with poor old Jacob Thomas, wanted some memorabilia. So anyway, Peter was up with a framed shirt of him. Absolutely lovely bro. And you never hear about the things he does. He's a star man. Okay, well, let's have a a little look back through the archives then and let's hear this interview. So this was just as Wales were getting set to play France in the Rugby World Cup semi-final. We spoke to Pembroke's British and Irish Lion, Peter Morgan, to get his thoughts on the game. I am very much looking forward to tomorrow. I think that the way we've gone about this World Cup has been first class on and off the field. It's been stated that you're only as good on the field as you are off the field. And I think we've, we've been exemplary. But I think that... That, that we're in with a big chance, I really do. Mm. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Welshman. I think that France are a side, people who say, will they turn up, won't they turn up? They they got 16 points ahead of England, and I think 16 points in a, in a quarter-final of anything is hard to catch up on. But they didn't play that well either. You know, I think England have, have, have been a, a bag of nails. They, they just haven't turned up this World Cup either. And I think that it, it's, it's a chance for, for Wales to get back on the world stage and... and, and and perhaps win it. Mm. Yeah. Would you have believed it if someone had said Wales would be on the brink of a World Cup final, Peter? Did you see this coming? No, not, I, I don't think many people did because 
the last World Cup we we were a shower. We were out in France. We lost to Fiji in the, before the quarterfinals, and I think that the team is in disarray. I know Gareth Jenkins, a good friend of mine, was coaching the side, but but we weren't putting anything together. We we sort of we're up and down getting to that competition. But I think where we are here now at the moment, I think we did our homework. We're very very fit as fit as I've ever seen a side. And we've got some young players coming through, which is nice. We've got a bit of experience there, but we also got the youngsters. Yeah, where do you see our strengths, Pete? I think the halfbacks are our strength. Uh, and, and, and going back now, I see that uh, Hook has been picked now, said Aris Priestland. Mm. But I still think that Hook is one of the best footballers in the world. Any side would like them in their side. But I, I, th- I think the halfbacks will run the game. We've got a, a seriously strong front row, as good as anybody out there. Uh, the second row is a performer, and we've got a good back row. But as, as, as the saying goes, the forwards win the, the games and the backs decide by how many. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, you'll have watched on some of those Scarlets players involved. You mentioned one there, Reese Priestley. I think he's grown up in this World Cup, hasn't he? And, and they've really taken it by storm. You look at someone like George North. I watched the game against Fiji, and I thought North was absolutely awesome, Peter. I, I, I saying that he is. I think you can look at Jamie Roberts. I think you look at Mike Phillips. They they were the stars of the Lions side three years ago, but they haven't really performed since, and they know that. You haven't got to pick up a newspaper to see how you play. They will know how they play. But I think that they've come to the forefront of this World Cup, and the youngsters there as well. You look at that. You look at the Pembrokeshire lads. Uh, Mike Phillips and, and and John Davis, you know, absolutely superb last Saturday, and that and that is what what is good for the county, you know, to see the youngsters coming through, to see Wales playing well. But I think that it'll start up front and and it'll lead on from there because we got as good a back line as anybody in the world. You you look at uh, Lee Halfpenny, a winger playing full back. You know who'd have thought that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but but absolutely outstanding. And the nice thing about last Saturday, we didn't make many mistakes. We, we we played played to the whistle, and, and it'll be interesting Saturday. I think the, the referees will have a lot of say this weekend of who might go forward to that World Cup. Well, that's our interview from the archives for Saturday morning. Pembroke's British and Irish Lion Peter Morgan speaking to us on the eve of that Rugby World Cup semi-final in 2011 when Wales played France. And how right was he, Bill? Peter said, didn't he, that the <laughs> referees would play a part? And he was yeah. correct with Sam Warburton getting sent off. Oh, yeah, he was absolutely right. And and again, that was Peter, you know, he knew his rugby inside out. He just had that flair, that ability to read a game. He had that, What do you know what I mean by the word nose? He had nose. Yeah. He could just take a game by the scruff of the neck, but he never made a fuss about it. He never thought that he was a top. He's a, he reminds me a bit, he's a forerunner of James Davis in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. no edge. He, he's... Cub is what he is, and Peter was what he was. And I'm very proud, A, that he's a Pembershire boy, and B, that I, I count him as a friend. He's oh, no doubt about that. We'll go back through the archives again, same time next Saturday, as we kind of try and make up for the fact that there's not that much sport happening in Pembershire at the moment, with a, a look back on some of our favourite interviews that we've done in years gone by. Bill, have a very good sporting Saturday. Uh, enjoy watching some of the telly. I'm sure you'll be you'll be following some of the FA Cup football, no doubt over there. I'll be watching that and a bit of the cricket as well, which tends to be my saviour. Mm. But in the end, Ben, it's a non-sporting weekend, but we all got to guess, guess through it. It'll come. We'll see you Monday between 7 and 9 for more Pure West Sport. Thanks, Bill. It's my pleasure. Ta-da, boy.
on Pure West Radio for Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sports with G&G Builders. Really good to go back through the archives with Bill Kahn and we'll do another one of those at the same time next Saturday. But it's FA Cup fourth round weekend and we've also had some news about the future of the Pembrokeshire Football League, certainly the, the very immediate future anyway. Let's talk football with Fraser Watson who joins us right now. Morning Fraser, how are you? Not too bad, Ben. Been an interesting week at Swansea 
City. So we'll see how the FA Cup goes today. Yeah, we certainly will. And we'll come to that in just a sec. We, sh- we should just mention, first of all, that the breaking news from this week that there'll be no Pembrokeshire League football we don't think now until August this season has officially now been written off. We were expecting it, Fraser, because time obviously is running out now and, and COVID numbers remain high. Uh, but to, to get it confirmed is still quite sad, isn't it, really? That's right, Ben. Um, the announcement came through on Wednesday night, official confirmation following a league meeting that there would be no competitive football at mini, junior or senior level in Pembrokeshire. As you said, it was inevitable from speaking off record to most of the clubs. They had settled for starting again next season, you know, and, and I think now the focus for them is on pre-season and on hoping that everything will be able to start on time on August. Um, I think it got to the point where it was almost untenable. You know, we, we're looking at the end of January before the next review. The likelihood is we'll have another three-week lockdown after that. And even then, you know, it's not all going to be opened up when restrictions are started to be lifted. You know, if you remember last time, in fact, recreational football, as the FAW called it, was one of the last things to be given the green light. And that was only for friendlies. And and I think we've learned, you know, we have learned with the benefit of hindsight, the friendlies that went ahead in October and November at a time when they maybe shouldn't have have contributed to a second wave and saw some boys disrupted from work when they had to self-isolate. There was no other feasible outcome, Ben, and I'm glad the call's been made now as opposed to letting this rumble on. Fraser, how confident will you will you be at this moment in time that we will see football back in Pembrokeshire, say, in August or, or September? Had you asked me a couple of months ago, Ben, I would have been very confident. I am now a lot less confident that we will see things return to normal before the end of 2021. We keep hearing about the vaccine. It's tremendous news that that's being rolled out, you know, but you've got to remember that the list of local footballers, as many others, are going to be pretty low down in the list of the priorities for the vaccine, you know, especially fit, healthy young men. And and this is now this new conundrum over what is now looking like a three-week gap between the first and the second vaccine. We're hearing people have the first vaccine, then can contract COVID-19. So there's still a long, a lot of water under the bridge to go yet, Ben. You know, I, I like to think that come August and September, we will be able to play football in some form. I believe there will still be protocols in place and some forms of restrictions. But no, I, I wouldn't at the moment go ahead with total confidence and predict we'll be back up and running in August. Obviously, we hope we are. But, you know, we have to see how this thing pans out now. And I, I believe that we will be locked down for a lot further than last time to repeat the same mistake, to stop the same mistake from being repeated again. OK, well, we'll follow that one, of course, on, on Pure West Radio as it, as it develops. But confirmation this week that there won't be a season this year now in, in the Pembrokeshire Football League. You mentioned it. It's been an interesting week for Swansea. It's the FA Cup fourth round today. We, we thought we'd be talking about the away match at Blackburn that was set for Tuesday. That game actually fell victim to the horrendous weather they've been having in the north of England the pitch was waterlogged yeah so funny wait for Steve Cooper actually after the great win in Barnsley he was pretty unhappy about having to turn around and play on Tuesday night in Blackburn only for it to then to be called off um, you know it, it's come amongst a busy week in the transfer with uh, Jordan Morris coming over from America Connor Hurahan which has been hailed a very good signing as well in midfield we've spoken before that Swansea needed reinforcements after losing the three lone players this month and now you wonder where today's game it's that same conversation we're having again Ben falls in his list of priorities Brentford in midweek after their win um, on, on Wednesday night that is now shaping up as a huge game for Swansea we saw Norwich extend their lead at the top we saw both Watford and Reading come within three points so they all played in midweek so not playing at Blackburn could well have counted against Steve Cooper and by the time Swansea are back in championship action next Wednesday night you know the gap between them and the rest could be a lot smaller so um, you know I think today we'll, we'll see similar to what we saw in the last round at 
at Stevenage, there will be players replaced. I think there will be game time given to fringe people. The likes of Routledge will no doubt come in. You know, and I, as much as the characters of playing Manchester City at home in the fifth round, I think if you ask Steve Cooper honestly, he'd much rather take a result against Brentford than he would today. True. I think you're, you're right there. But the fact is, today's game is an FA Cup fourth round game. And, and it's one of those things that the, the deeper you go in the competition, the, the more interest develops. And Swansea will look at this game on paper and say, yeah, we, we can beat Nottingham Forest. And then we could get a decent draw in the fifth round. So as it goes on, it's hard not to develop a bit of an eye for the competition, I think. Yes, that is right. And, you know, we did see Swansea when still in the championship under Graham Potter get to the quarterfinals only a couple of years ago and actually face Man City and, and were 2-0 up before that VAR, non-VAR inspired comeback in I remember. the second half. We'll, we'll touch on that again. But... Um, Look, you know, I, I do generally think the championship will be the priority. On, on the flip side of that, I think it'll be the priority for Nottingham Forest as well. They're fighting relegation, you mm. know. Um, so, look, Sticker will put a competitive team out. You know, he will want to win the game. You spoke last time of the, the need for momentum. But at the same time, I can't see him taking any risks. I don't think we'll see the likes of, of Andre Ayew or Jamal Lowe starting today. Um, but at the same time, it is a chance for fringe players to prove themselves. You know, it is a squad game. The whole squad is going to be needed. We keep saying this. It's a frantic fixture schedule. It's getting more frantic by the minute with all the postponements, some due to COVID, some due to puddles. But um, you know, <laughs> he, he, he'll, he'll feel the competitive side and he'll want to win the game, Ben. I, I yeah. don't, you know, it, should Swansea not get the result today, he will be able to move on without losing any sleep, I believe. But, uh, you know, it should be an interesting afternoon, if nothing else. All right, Fraser, just stay with us a bit because we'll, we'll just have a quick look through some of the other FA Cup ties and see if we can sure. pick out any fourth round upsets. There's some interesting fixtures to be played uh, today and across the weekend. Fraser's with us right here on Pure West Sport. Hi, I'm Ben Stone, and you can join me on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with G&G Builders. All the latest sports news from around the county is featured every Saturday morning between 8 and 9 with a preview of what's to come ready for match day. Then we kick off every Monday night between 7 and 9 with my award-winning pal from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk, Bill Kahn, who teams up with Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas for the second half with the latest news, views, guests and gossip. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by G&G Builders, a Pembrokeshire-based company who've been in business for 30 years. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of the gaming show on Pure West Radio. Download the Pure West Radio mobile app from the App Store or Google Play. I was living in a world of make believe when my best friend owned me. 
Your West Radio for Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone. That was wet, wet, wet. Wishing I was lucky. Really good to have your company. Thank you for listening this morning. Talking to former Welsh international goalkeeper Joe Price about the departure of head coach Jane Ludlow from her job. Uh, we might also ask Joe about Newport County's goal-scoring goalkeeper. Uh, that was Tom King. He scored for Newport at Cheltenham Town this week. And as we talk football with Fraser Watson right now, uh, Cheltenham's going to be 
a place we're going to be focusing on later because they host Manchester City in the fourth round today. But Joe might have something to say about that goal, Fraser. That's right. Yes, it's a competition that's really put him back into the frame, isn't it, Neo? And Joe may have a, uh, an opinion or two on that because she had a hefty boot herself at yes. hand when she played. But yeah, you're right. We, we've spoken about the, the Nottingham Forest Swansea tie already. Whoever wins that will be looking straight at half past five and praying for Cheltenham to cause an upset, of course, because the winners of Cheltenham Man City could come to them in, in round five. Look, we know what Guardiola's like. He's relentless, isn't he? He wants to win every competition. He'll be fielding a team in Cheltenham to win the game, Ben. You know, we hope against hope, but I can't see any kind of upset there. Um, but, mm. you know, it, it is these kind of ties which at least keep the romanticism of the cup, which is which has flickered a lot in recent years. It keeps it going to some extent. So we hope Cheltenham can put up some kind of fight there. Yeah, you're right. I think if you're looking at one in, in terms of today's fixtures, they, they did it in the last round when they dumped West Brom out of the cup on penalties. Blackpool go to Brighton today. Um, three o'clock kickoff. I'd, I'd anticipate Brighton will make quite a few changes for, the, for this game because they, they're looking to stay up under Graham Potter as well. That could be one that, that might be interesting, especially with the fact that these ties have got to be decided today. There'll be penalty shootouts if needs be. Yes, that's right. You know, and it is teams like Brighton we have seen tend to field second string sides in, in this competition, you know, and, and, and you, you do think there's probably an opening. Um, though for a premiership club at the moment who's maybe not challenging for the top four and not in any kind of relegation trouble to really press on in this competition. And yes, that, that Brighton-Blackpool could be an interesting one if Brighton goes second string as we expected. Arsenal-Southampton, for me, is, is mm. a tie that stands out. You know, um, Arsenal, I, I would suggest, need to take the FA Cup quite seriously. They've, they've revamped their form under Arteta in recent weeks. They're still, I think, seven points off the top four. They're not going to mount any kind of title challenge. You know, we saw Arteta win the FA Cup last year that was supposed to act as a springboard for him. And, and it, it could be the same again. This may be a trophy you may have to target now. But Southampton, the same, Ben. You know, Southampton aren't going down. They've got Hassan Huttle there. He's an excellent coach. who's already been proven and, and reinforced against Liverpool the other Monday night what they can do against the top sides. You know, and this is a competition they can really target because, again, with Man United against Manchester City, uh, sorry, Manchester United against Liverpool on Sunday, there's another big side going out there. There's a few all Premiership ties here, and this could be the one where a mm. team like Southampton, if they take it seriously, could capitalise. Just one other one that I'd pick out is is tomorrow, and, and you do feel that Chelsea might be a little bit nervous given the form they're in. They're at home to Luton uh, tomorrow, midday kickoff. Frank Lampard is under pressure. They lost at Leicester this week. Uh, he'll, he'll be desperate to get a win in this game, I think. In, in some forms, Ben, it's the best and worst tie you could possibly mm. have. You know, it's a chance to nail a win on the board, perhaps get some goals under their belts. Tina Werner especially could do with one uh, and and get some momentum, get some form back. On the other side, like you say, if he loses this in, in the bottom climate and with Roman Abramovich's sword hanging above him, it's hard to see how he'd survive it. So, yeah, he'll be wanting a problem-free afternoon, that's for sure. Man U Liverpool's the five o'clock game tomorrow. Who are you tipping? You've talked up Southampton um, there, Fraser. Who are you tipping for the FA Cup this season? I can never see past Manchester City in these cup competitions, mm. Ben. I think perhaps to their own detriment in some ways in the league and the Champions League campaigns, they do take them very seriously. Guardiola puts so much emphasis on domestic success. He'll do the same again. Don't be surprised if you see a De Bruyne or Jesus starting in Cheltenham. You know, he's not one for making wholesale changes and putting mm. a second string out. So I say with the League Cup, I say with the FA Cup, I, it's very hard to see past Manchester City in these, in these games at the moment. Sticking your neck out there for us, Fraser. Thank you for that. We'll take that as, you, as your tip for the <laughs> FA Cup. Um, well, you know, you can call me biased. I, I think Tottenham will have one eye on it as well. Wickham away on Monday might be looking to get to, to the last Well, stages. Mourinho is of that same... Mm. 
Mourinho is so that same like a Guardiola, doesn't he? He likes to target domestic success in whatever competition it is. It's not an easy one for you at Wickham, Ben. It's no. tricky. They play with a lot of spirit. They're struggling in the championship, but you know they don't have great resources, but they have a tremendous manager there and, and they... They do play with a lot of character and they will put in a, a full effort tomorrow, you know. Yeah. But um, Spurs have got a mounting fixture list coming up. And again, I think Mourinho want to get through that without any dramas and without any injuries as well. You're absolutely right. Fraser, have a good weekend. Enjoy the Swansea game today. I know you're going to be reporting on that and you'll have some thoughts on pembrokeshiresport.co.uk, I'm sure, later on today. That's a three o'clock kickoff. Enjoy the fourth round weekend and we will see you Monday evening from seven till nine on Pure West Sport. Uh-huh. 